Welcome to another edition of Birds of a Feather, the Sheer Girl AJ's Suburban Princess, with my brief account of a late podcast two days after the Eagles win. Notable observations is the fact that the Ginger Jesus, aka Carson James Wentz, is back, and he definitely led a spark or lit a spark in the offense on Sunday, which led to a 2016 victory, which should have been by more because there were plenty points left on the field. But with all the crazy flags that seem to develop out of nowhere these days in the in the very sensitive NFL, and then the fact that you just had some dumb penalties caused by Jalen Mills on the defense, and then some false starts on the offense, along with some timing issues. And I think at one point there was a delay a game, and Carson did throw his first interception, hopefully the last. Um, I really honestly thought the game was easy to watch, but there were times where it lagged and I did find myself going back to my laundry and cleaning my room, but I had it on because I knew that they would win the game. I just didn't know what to expect considering Carson's coming back from such a long and probably not even really long to most people with that injury. But, you know, it was a long time before we saw him, you know, under center. So it was good to definitely see him running around, especially scrambling the first few times that he did, definitely looking like himself. But hopefully this will not be a trend unless Lane Johnson or Vitae or whoever has a bad night, although Vitae wasn't there because Jason, Jason Peters stayed in the whole game. But they played decent. Um, I agree with Mike Missanelli that that was definitely a B-plus performance from Wentz, which is not necessarily an insult because you have to consider that your timing can be off. You have to work off some rust. And then, like I said, he fumbled the ball. It was raining, for goodness sakes. I mean, granted, they're professionals, but it's rain, and rain is always going to hinder catching and holding the ball. I mean, Corey had issues in punt return and kept dropping the ball, but he never turned it over, so that's all that matters. Corey was in unfamiliar territory. Sometimes they use Smallwood for punt return, but Smallwood was busy breaking tackles later in the in the, in the game, and he ended up having a really big opportunity that should have led to six points, but it ended up being uh, heavily defended so it only led to three points but Wendell Smallwood showed up more than he has ever since he's joined the team hopefully that'll be something they can use in their back pocket when Sproles returns so that they can kind of keep interchanging the running backs as well as the tight end formations speaking of tight ends our new South Dakota rookie Dallas Goddard got his first touchdown on the first uh, play that uh, went put together and that was really really good it was it executed very perfectly and it showed that there was definitely some synergy back with uh, Doug and Carson and then of course in the middle of the game now that I know and they've said this even when Andy was here that after the scripted plays are done they are kind of really literally flying by the Caesar pants and going white uh, by how the defense or the um, opponent uh, che- uh, treats the uh, game So the scheme did seem a little crazy in the middle and there were times that probably why I got a little bored because it just seemed like both teams were starting to shoot themselves in the foot and there were just some dumb penalties. It seemed like every time the punt return came on that there was a flag automatically for blocking the back or holding or this crap or the other. I don't even know why they bother. I heard a lot of callers today on Mike Missinelli's show calling about that. Mike doesn't care about flags, but I do because it does slow the pace of the game down. And sometimes you just wonder if they just use it as an excuse to say, oh, we're we're observing the helmet to helmet crap and all that stuff, which they're not really initiating. They just want to seem like they're doing something. Seems to be a trend when it comes to corporate structure these days. But I digress. It was good to see a win. Um, I'd rather see a lot more points on the board knowing that uh, Alshon will be back. And like I said, Sproles will be back. 
I do like seeing Corey Clement get the ball a lot more. Um, I don't like him seeing doing punt return, but sometimes I feel like they maybe have to shake it up sometimes just for personnel's sake. Um, maybe to keep Corey fresh because he had a quad injury. And then um, I'm sure it'll go back to Sproles. But in the meantime, they kind of have to work out when they want to sub people, like maybe not have to start Sproles, but interject Sproles when they're starting to get like a, a flow going in the third or fourth quarter so he can seal it off. Or, you know, maybe just start the tight ends, getting the ball more and more, and then kind of give uh, the flow of the game to the running backs to close it so that they don't have any snafus or interceptions. But um, I did predict Carson was going to throw an interception just because, I mean, I figured, especially with the rain, I just assumed there's going to be at some point where Carson may, you know, over-pursue just because he wants to prove that he um, he can get the team going. And I think he did have those moments, but I don't think anything other than that interception noticeable was just the interception. It really, other than that, I think Carson, yeah, he may have done a little extra by running for that first down, but I like that he did that because... Granted, he he knows he shouldn't do that all the time, but again, Miss Nelly pointed out that that's kind of the same injury that got him injured in the first place. Luckily, nobody was there to stick their head under his leg. But I do think Carson now sees an opportunity, and now he he knows he kind of has an opportunity when there's no one directly in his run his lane. Um, whereas I think in that situation, they started to kind of amass him as he approached. Whereas that time he had nobody near him. So it was kind of safe to go for the first down and he still got it. So, and there were Aguilar moments where it was just like he would come out of nowhere and he would catch the ball, which is very good because not Nelly's showing no matter whether he's in the slot or out in the flat or whatever, he still catches the ball. And that's good to know. And there were some drops, but they were drops because of collisions, not necessarily because they just were right in their hands and they dropped them. Although the weather did make that ball ridiculously hard to catch. And I do wonder why players mess with certain types of gloves because apparently some of them are slippier, slippery, slippery than others. And I'm thinking like, what happened to good old fashioned barehanded catching, <laughs> you know, but I'm not out there. So I don't know. Um, I look forward to the challenge of the Titans only because I may not know if they're good or not until they play them. I feel like it's a week to week league, especially with this team that's not really 100 percent. So I don't think the Titans necessarily is an easy game, just like I didn't think the Colts was an easy game. And the Colts showed up at points, so they could have easily stole that game if literally if Andrew Luck hadn't tripped um, or been tripped up by Derek Barnett, he would have had that ball in the end zone. They would have went and took the Eagles heart there. So we need to not have too many of these close scores, but we also need to keep in mind that it's a patience thing and that... Even when we think we've waited enough, we really haven't waited enough because these guys are not just going to all organically heal at the same time. So every week is probably going to be another new face subbing for someone else who normally is there. So I predict Mac Hollins will be back like after Thanksgiving. I think Mike Wallace, Wallace might be out for the rest of the season, if not December, because I think his ankle injury was more serious than they let on. So, and the fact that there's no real hundred percent, he'll be back this, he'll be back this. It just shows me that he may be out indefinitely. So, and not that he was really a factor. He didn't really get to show any of his stuff from preseason on, but when he got injured, it happened so fast that it made you question, maybe he really wasn't as durable as you thought. I mean, he was just supposed to be another presence where Tory wasn't. So, you know, you get what you pay for with some of these guys because some of them are only one-year deals, 
but Tori started out as a one-year deal and technically if, if it wasn't so crowded at the end due to all Howie's one-year deals, um, Tori would still be here. I mean, Tori was good when it mattered. I mean, just like Nick Foles, he came in at the right time um, when he did start catching balls because he dropped a lot of good ones last season. But he also came in when it mattered at the key moments in the playoff game. So when it's all turned up and when it comes right down to it and backs against the wall, I think most of these players now, especially now that the Eagles finally tasted Super Bowl glory, they know what's out there and they know how far it takes to get it, how long and how far you have to go to get it. So because I've already recorded this thing three times and has lost every single recording, I'm going to keep it short, but I am glad they won. I do see a lot of um, errors, but hopefully they will slowly, slowly clear up as October looms and then we go into into November. Now, on one special note, I was talking so much about how much I was going to go to London. I was looking forward to it. I thought it was going to be the trip of a lifetime and I almost made it. But as of today, I found out that my balance could not be uh, delayed for another week and I thought I had time. So now... Green Legion will be going to England without me. And that's fine because it's not like I didn't get all the emails. It's just my money was funny and there were times that I just couldn't make up for the balance for a certain week or two that it was due. It just taught me a lesson in responsibility. It just taught me that being adult sometimes not means relying on getting breaks all the time. And I really thought that I had a shot and I was almost there. I just wasn't there when it mattered. So... Unfortunately, I will not go to England this year, but I will be watching on the telly, jealous that everybody who's on this trip will be going. But them's the breaks. You know, you can't expect everything to kind of go your way when you knew the rules and regulations of these kind of trips. So I feel stupid. I was very depressed. I cried about it. And now I've let it go because you can't do anything more about it. Um, I'm pretty much in a new dimension of finances where I just don't have as much wiggle room and I kind of have to work with my limitations. And so therefore I'm very upset about it. I'm mad at myself, but I also know that being a fan doesn't mean, you know, that you just give up (laughs) and, uh, I may not make it to England this year, but I will probably go another time and maybe in more controlled circumstances financially that I won't be worried about whether or not I make a payment or not. So I tried it this way. It didn't work out and I'll be sad for a while, but you know, I'm always going to root for my birds, whether or not I'm there in England or not. It just would have been a hell of a trip. And to my, my close friend and you know, someone I went to church with who was a friend of a friend, but you know, you're all friends when you're all sisters in Christ. And even though we didn't hang out a lot, she won a trip with her husband recently and they'll get to go. And probably have enough money to spend. So I'm hoping that they have a ball for me. I told them to take serious amount of pictures. Even if it seems stupid. And you know. I'm sure once the game airs on TV. I'll be secretly crying. Inside and out. But I'll be thanking myself that. I'll always remember this day. And this moment. And how empty and horrible I felt. And I will never let myself feel this way again. I thought I had. (laughs) I got rid of this feeling the day that I had to leave my apartment, but it returned in its own ugly way. And it all comes down to just staying focused, never losing sight of your goal. And if there's one thing about being an Eagles fan that we all love about Carson Wentz is that he seems to always be focused and it's probably not easy. 
And I'm sure that's half of the reason why he's back on the field now is because he didn't want to wait the year. Um, sometimes you just got to go with what you feel. And I think there are just times that I'm not in tune with that feeling all the time. And therefore things can get a little hairy and risky. And I mean, thank God for my mother. Thank God for my family. But there are times that you have to be a responsible adult and you just can't wish your life away. You know, money's not going to drop from the sky. So sorry to be so depressing. I was trying to end this podcast, but if you're listening, just know to keep your head up and trouble doesn't last always. Thank you for listening. And um, yes, go birds on to Tennessee. Hopefully they can pull out an even bigger, impressive win. And uh, this team will get right back on track to what to how they left off February. Good night. Thank you for listening. And um, I will talk to you again soon. Take care.